Clap, clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands podcast, hosted by Elliot Shrew Parks and Jack Fritz. Although I don't know uh, if this deserves a clap. I don't know. think we should have probably if we were meeting the moment of the clap, right? It, it probably should have been a soft clap. You know, yes. like almost like a. Um, so that's a, on a me. waiting clap, maybe yeah. a hesitant clap. Once again, uh, once again, not meeting the moment. Anyway, uh, welcome on in. It is the Clap Your Hands podcast presented by Coors Light. Uh, this yes. is Jack Fritz alongside Elliot Shore Parks. As Elliot, I know Groundhog's Day is on Friday, um, and is I it? and I did make the mistake earlier today, and then this is totally on me, and it's not on anyone else kind of forgot what a groundhog was and thought it was a beaver so i thought okay well i feel like they look a lot alike don't they well according to google like aardvark as well maybe Uh, aardvark that's a different one Um, yeah but we're talking about three different animals i feel like a beaver and a squirrel i guess beaver and squirrel are closer than a than a groundhog and a beaver so that was clear no way that's correct there's no way totally agree there's so i feel like this is like when people say a hot dog's a sandwich like i get by definition maybe it's a sandwich but we know it's not a beaver is much closer to a groundhog than a to a groundhog than a squirrel i am so glad that uh the, the hot dog as a sandwich thing is pretty much over. Like, you yes. don't have to keep having the stupid debate. You're not interesting. You're not funny. It's right. A hundred percent. It's like, well, it is a sandwich. Like, no, bro, it's not a sandwich. I don't know what to it's tell you. It's a hot you. dog. It's, it's a hot dog. dog. Like, it just uh, is what it is. It's as simple as that. Anyway. So, tomorrow, if you would like to come drown your sorrows. Uh, Speaking we, of hot dogs. As we as we wait for this Joel Embiid news, which I, I just, I have an awful feeling about just because yeah. like they're delaying it a day that I feel like that's never a good, it's usually second opinion time. If mm. you'd like to come and drown your sorrows in, uh, in great taste and course, light $3 and 75 cent drafts at mm. McGurk's, uh, with me and Elliot Shore parks, uh, it's gonna be a great time. Uh, we've been over this many times, but McGurk's and Horsham, um, Elliot and I will be there tomorrow, seven 30, uh, hanging, Two and maybe three Late. Sixers game if, if people yeah. are there. Depends how many uh, cores drafts, uh, cores lights we have, I guess. Yeah. Either way, it's gonna be a great time. So uh, come on out, hang out with us, and, and it'll be fun. We'll, 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 I guess commiserate together is probably the the correct term. So uh, if you missed the news, I don't know how you could miss the news. Joel Embiid mm-hmm. uh, goes down last night, and uh, you know we kind of waited around all day for this MRI news to come out and. Woj tweets right as we get off the air. Shout out to Woj. Thanks. Appreciate that. That he's going for, uh, 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 he's flying back to Philadelphia next 24 hours. Either way, yada, yada, yada. Joel Embiid's hurt again. How you feel, Elliot? I got lots of thoughts. I feel like there's so many ways to look at this. One is just the actual news itself and how we should feel about where the team is currently or where the situation currently is. The other is last night playing him, playing him that long, that type of thing. And then I also do have some thoughts on like the media reaction and the fan reaction, all this. So where do you want to start? Do you want to do the right now? You want to start from the beginning of the game last night? Like, where do you want to take this? Let's, uh, it's good to recap the beginning of the game. So let's, let's okay, start. So, so my thoughts on last night is I was happy Joel Embiid played. I was happy he took the court. I was happy that with the team having lost three straight games with no Tyrese Maxey, no, uh, you know, a, a bunch of players missing, no Covington, no, no Melton, all those guys. I, and I was happy he played. Like when we last recorded a pod together, 
I kind of went off on like Joel should have played versus Denver and he needs to tough through things and all that. I still believe that. Like, I still believe it is good for Joel when the team needs him to try to play. And so for that reason, I was happy that he played. But I thought it was very apparent, like five or six minutes into the game, that he did should not be playing. Like, I think both things can be true. You can want the guy to play. You can respect him for trying to play. But also realize he should not have been out there after five or six minutes. So I didn't think the mistake was playing. I thought the mistake was playing as long as he did. I, I've heard you talk about it today on WIP. Like, I agree. He went back in with five minutes to go. That's a little different than being in down 14. Like, when he went in, there was still a possibility they win the game. Mm-hmm. But watching it yesterday, and he was rusty to start. Like, he missed a bunch of jumpers. But I thought he moved slow. Um, the right Ricky Sanchez is Daniel, and I apologize, I can't pronounce his name, put together a good video like uh, showing how Joel normally jumps versus how he jumps jumped last night. And it was clear, like he was not moving well last night. So I would have taken him out way, way earlier than they did. I would not have put him in after he went into the locker room with his knee wrapped and came back. So I thought playing him was okay. Like I thought it was good for him to be in there. I thought, I, like I definitely admired that he went out there and tried to play, but he should not have stayed in as long as he did. So I think that was the first mistake they made. Well, so... I thought he looked like this idea that he was rusty or like, and, um, you know, Nick Nurse said after the game, yeah, he he felt fine and the rust was there and he wanted to work off some rust. Like, he missed five games, maybe. Like, like it's not only how many in a row? Two? Like, I don't need, like, it's, so he missed Portland, he missed uh, 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 Denver, and he played in two. So he missed. So he wasn't on the court for five days. You're right. telling me that the NBA MVP, who is can score at will, hasn't been on a basketball court in five days and looks that bad and and looks that just not I into agree. it. Mm-hmm. So um, you know when he went out, and I know they try to play it off like he does that all the time, where he leaves the court and then comes back with the, with his knee wrapped. I mean. That's the first I've heard of that. I mean, well, we, he normally we, goes into the locker room. I don't think he normally goes with his knee wrapped. Like that I, feels I, like a major distinction there. I I agree. So um, I, I just they they have to because at the same time I also know that an athlete when they're out there th- there's going to be competitive juice, juices flowing. So they can't you know they they are, are going to go as hard as they can and and because if he went any less than that then. <laughs> We would be he'd be mocked for that as well. Like mm-hmm. it's a it's such a lose lose situation for for Joel seemingly all the time. It's like if he goes out there and plays and gets hurt, it's like why are you out there? And then when he doesn't go out there and play, it's like gosh, he's soft. Like you got to right. fight through things. So it's just a, a lose lose situation. And, and to but I kind of think that's just the life of an NBA All Star. Like in, unless you're an untouchable. I mean, LeBron obviously yeah, but he's gets criticized, but, but, he, but he has the. He has the labels more than I feel like most players where soft doesn't play through stuff or, you know, like he, I feel mm-hmm. like he's got a lot of labels heading his way, which is more lose lose than I feel like most NBA all stars. Yeah. So I think some of the labels are unfair. And this is where we get into the media part of it. Like the guy from Denver that asked about Joel's character, like that was an unfair, poorly phrased question. Um, some of the people who have been saying, like, the best case for Joel is he misses just enough games where he doesn't win MVP and everyone can like, it does fu- sometimes I agree, feel personal for Embiid. 
But the reality is when you are a multiple time all-star and you have the playoff failure that you have, like there's just going to be more scrutiny. Now that doesn't mean that you can, you know, try to bully him into playing or that when he does, doesn't play, when he's seriously hurt, that you like make fun of him. I, like th that I, I agree with, but I do think that with, with the Joel thing, like the situation is complicated because he's had a complicated career. He's hurt quite a bit, not his fault, but he has hurt quite a bit. Um, he has come up small in playoff games like that gets tied into all this. So to your point, he is in a no win situation for sure. Like if he didn't go out and play, we would probably be doing this pod and me included would probably be like, why is he not playing? Like, come on, man, the team needs you. And then he, he does go and play and he looks bad. I, that's why I think just the, the, the mistake here was coming out. I mean, sorry, the mistake here was staying in. The mistake was not playing. Yeah, um, I guess I just don't know what at what point are you like, eh, you know, that's it. Let's pull the plug, you know, because he did play. We might until, have reached that point. <laughs> I mean, well, but at the same time, I mean, it, he played until four minutes left in the third, which is, which is a majority of the third third quarter. Mm -hmm. And then he came back in when it was 95-90 because, I mean, at that point, I guess he might as well try to win the game, you know. And if he's telling them he's fine, I, I don't know what you really want the Sixers to do. I don't know what you want Nick Nurse to do. Like, it's a, if it's a five-point game, Joel tells you he's fine. I know he hasn't looked apart, but still, like, maybe he something clicks in the in the fourth quarter. I, I think he, he has to go out there. And, and yeah, it ended up being 14 points when he got hurt, but it was also flow of the game. He was probably going to come out after the, I don't know, the, 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 the next TV timeout. Right. And, like, Steph just made a three before that. So, um, I just – it's really for me just more unlucky than anything, and 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 it just it just sucks that we're here again, you know. Mm -hmm. And and to make it like more holistic than 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 everything else, like we have done this podcast the entire year, and uh, we said we saved the Sixers. Turns out we're trying. Maybe not. Maybe yeah. not. Um, but you know. It, it, this whole kind of Nick Nurse, new energy, new vibes, and listen, maybe it comes out that he's fine. And I, 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 I think, I think best case scenario for me right now is just sit him for three weeks, and mm -hmm. and maybe he has to get a knee scope, but he'll be a hundred percent ready for the playoffs. Like that's best case for me right now. The thing I would like dread to hear is this is something that's going to affect him all year and he won't be able to get surgery until the offseason. And then it's bang. We're right back into how it's been, I don't know, the last four years, it seems like. Well, so, so like, that's the interesting decision. And we're jumping all around here. But that's that's the interesting decision. Like, So what we know as of right now is, and I can never pronounce his name. You're going to laugh at me. Adrian Wojnarowski. Just say, why can't you just say Woj? Woj. But I always want to say Woj. Just say Woj. Okay. So Woj. So Woja is saying that he is on. <laughs> so he that Embiid is going back to Philadelphia. He's not going with the team to Utah. My guess is that he had some version of an MRI uh, in out by Golden State. They didn't like what they saw, or the swelling is so bad that they couldn't do the MRI. And he's going back to Philadelphia for either a second opinion or because they just would rather have him have the MRI there. Regardless, I think the news that's coming is bad. I don't think this is going to be he's day to day and we'll see. What you have to ask yourself is, should the guy just get the surgery? Like I, I, we've seen what it looks like when he tries to push through it. And I admire that he's tried to do it. And from his perspective, like it has to be incredibly frustrating. His career 
always ends the season with him injured. And it looks like that where that's where this could be heading as well. But I do wonder if he would be better off just getting the surgery. The rest of the year is gone and he goes into next season, like knees, knees as healthy as they're going to be ready to go. And I just, the, the, I just like the idea of watching him come back and try to play again when he's not a hundred percent. Like I can see it. I can feel it. Like I, I can just feel the look on the face when he's like, plodding up and down the court. He doesn't feel, and I admire him for trying. I just, I kind of just would almost rather have him have the surgery, have him be a hundred percent. And the next time we see him, we get like a fully healthy Joel. Yeah. But then, but then how long does that last? You know what I mean? Like that's it. That's the season. If he gets a surgery, he's done. No, but like if, if, if he gets surgery and he's done for the year and then he comes back next season, it's like, Oh, he's, his knees are fully healthy. Yada, yada, yada. It's like, okay you know like we we've already been through this a million times mm. you know where he's fully healthy and then and then and then what sucks right now is that i feel like i have to be like well you know when's when is it gonna when when's the bad news gonna come like when's the other shoe gonna drop so yeah like, i think obviously it's the severity of it like it but if he has a chance to play through it like he has playing played played through knee injuries before in the postseason has it been as great no has he been has he had moments yeah uh he like I I can't force him to to sit that out again if he can play through it. If it's obviously where he can't play through it, that's a totally different story. But if he can play through it, I have to let him play through it. I I have to I have to see him out there and see if he can just do it. And 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 really, Elliot, I think then and as we keep evolving in the conversation here, then it goes into the trade deadline. And, yeah. And and how does Daryl handle it? Does he? go get someone who can kind of play with Maxi as like a co-star for a little bit, or is he still thinking on the fringes? If he's done for the year, do, do, do they find it palatable to almost tank it and, and trade Marcus Morris, trade these, these expiring contracts, trade Toby, because if he's done for the year, what the hell's the point? Well, um, yeah. It, so it's, it's an interesting whole, question. There's a whole lot riding on this on this MRI is going to come out. I'm with you. Like second, this feels more like a second opinion that yeah. they didn't like the first results, yep. and, and maybe they're deciding can he play through it. Like the fact that they didn't come out. I think I think if they just came out after the first one, it's like yeah, he's going to miss a little bit, but he's fine. Like usually when they wait and wait, the bad news is coming. For sure. And look, I know I can I can sit here right now and say, yeah, get the surgery, be 100%. If it comes out tomorrow, he's getting the surgery. Like It's going to be devastating news for the season. Like We said we're going to save the Sixers, but on top of that, I think we both have had real hope for this year. You look at the East, the East is winnable. It's the same two teams we thought. I know the Knicks are playing well right now. There's no great team in the West. So there is, I understand the feeling of if he's out, it's like, man, this is an opportunity blown. And I can just picture already the woosh tweet from uh it's so bad <laughs> i know it's so bad. It's the, so bad. i can just picture already the tweet from tomorrow saying joel Embiid is going to be week to week or you know day to day whatever um he's not having surgery they're going to try to rehab this thing and see if they can get him back and i just feel like we've gone down that road so many times that the idea of driving back down it like what's that joe banner uh phrase the definition of insanity is doing the same thing again and again like that's what we're doing and i know it's it's a doctor and it's an joe opinion banner. and did you say Joe Banner? Yeah, isn't that Joe Banner? I mean, everyone uses that phrase. Joe, Joe, well, it's Joe famous Banner. in Philly sports for Joe Banner, I feel like. I don't know about that. I, I, I'm like, pretty sure. 
Banner took that from from someone. I'm like, I'm okay. Not well, I don't, I don't know who said it, but he's the one. Sanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Yeah, I think that's a Joe Banner quote in Philadelphia. Not, there's no shot. To, I mean, we'll look it up. We'll we'll have our our, our research team here. Yeah, look up our crack who came up with team. that quote. But there is. No, I'm not disputing that he didn't come up with it. I'm saying Joe when you think Banner of that quote, you think it. of well, you think Doug Peterson came up with the gold standard. No, Jeff Lurie came oh. up with the gold standard. But Doug Peterson said it. No, J- J- Doug Peterson said the new norm. Have you? Ever, oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Have you ever you're covered right. the Eagles before? Do you know yeah. what the football team is? Okay, but do you think Doug Peterson came up with the new norm? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, like that's a very famous quote that I feel like if Joe Banner came up with it, it'd be more attributed to Joe Banner rather than. Okay, I'm fair. Sure that's, so it's like I'm the... pretty sure it's just the dictionary definition of insanity. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's like the uh, Michael Scott thing where it's like Michael Jordan's or Wayne Gretzky slash Michael Scott. But regardless, yes. the point I'm making is the famous going, banner quote. Yes. Going down the path of having him rehab this and having him be like, he's going to tough through it. And we'll, like, I just feel like I can I can see how that ends. Like I can feel it in my bones. I know how this ends. It ends with him coming back. He plays well. Then it hurts him for a little bit. Then he's out and he plays really well in the first round of the playoffs. Then in the second round, he misses game one. Like I can. I've seen this movie a thousand times. So while I do not want him to have the surgery, obviously, like the worst thing in the world would be the first clap your hands night. We're talking about Joel being out for the year. Like, I, but but me, I, there is part of me that wonders if it's just the smarter move because Joel has shown that while I admire, he tries to play through things. I don't know, man. <laughs> he's, he's not like a guard. Like his body's big. He gets out of shape quickly because of how big he is. Just feels like trying to rehab this thing might not be might not be the best move. Now, to your point about the trade deadline, it's an interesting one because I think if you know Joel is out, like you don't go around the fringes. But let's say you can still get Murray like, or you can get Levine, who I think they're not going to get at this point. But let's say they, they do trade for Murray. Like Maxi and Murray, does that get you to the second round? And if it does, like, you know, like who knows what happens there? So it, if Embiid's out and they don't make any trades, then yes, the season is over. We're thinking about draft picks. We're thinking about free agency space. But if they can go and trade for somebody like a Murray or a Levine or, or LeBron's like some or Jimmy Butler, like if they can go trade for somebody like that, then they do have a chance to make a run. Like they would be underdogs and anything and they would it would it would have to fall into the category of anything can happen. But who knows? Like the the Celtics go cold in the second round and all of a sudden they're the heat where the they're in the they're in the finals all of a sudden. And also, wouldn't it be such a Joel thing for them to get out of the second round without him? Oh, I mean, like I would actually be rooting against the Sixers at that point. Like, yeah, I, I, it'd I would, be tough to tough to take. Agreed. <laughs> I simply would have to root against the Sixers if Embiid's done for the year and they might win in the second round. So um, if Joel's out for the year, how are you attacking the trade deadline? If Joel is out for the year, I am uh, stripping it down and trading yeah. everything I can. And so you're punting what, on the year. Yes, 100 percent punting on the year. Rather than the issue assets, with that though, but you're trading assets it, for what? It's like, what are you trading assets for? Well, you're trading for guys that you think you could get this offseason. So let's let's just use like who's the who's even the biggest free agent at this point? Paul George, I guess. Like let's say Paul George. Say you have an opportunity to acquire Paul out, George. Yes. If, what? If LeBron opts out. Yeah, LeBron, Paul George. Okay, we'll use LeBron. Let's say you have a chance to get LeBron right now. Does LeBron, Maxi, Toby, Paul Reed, who's now like the mid-range king and basically a, you know, Joel Embiid light, like oh, yeah. does that get you into the conference finals? I mean, if you if you don't trade for somebody now, the tough thing about the offseason is you can't sign these guys until the new league year 
and you have a lot of your own players you have to sign. Now they can go over the salary cap for their own players, but they can't really do that until they sign the new guy and you can't go over the cap for a new guy. So it's just tougher to figure out that way. Extending Maxi's tougher, re-signing uh, Batum is tougher. Like, I mean, knock on wood, it doesn't happen, but like re-signing Toby, if you want to do that, like it's just mm -hmm. tougher to pull off if you haven't traded for the guy. So if there's someone you think is a long-term part of this, like a Murray or someone that you think you might want to have interest in on the, this off season, like a LeBron or a Paul George, then I still think you do it now, even if Embiid is out for the year. Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a fair counter. Uh, obviously those guys. So, all right. If, if those guys are available, right. And you can get them, you can get the LeBron, uh, mm -hmm. Paul yeah, George. Your boy. I don't know if I do it for DeJounte Murray, but I think um, Murray makes a ton of sense, but God, I don't know if I would do it for him, but if, yeah. if it's one of those two that I can get and, and you're thinking this year and also next year. Sure. If those guys are off the table, again, I'd probably just strip it down and, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, start over, not start over because you still haven't beat a maxi and cap space for whoever else. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's going to be, I, I, again, I, I just, is he really going to be done? Like, are we going to be sitting on our way to, to, to McGurk's tomorrow night? And, and it's going to be the, the news drops that it's done for the year with a knee injury. Like, no, I think what it's going to be is he's going to try to rehab it. He wants to play. Like, I think that's, what's going to happen. Probably. But we, but we know where that goes. And I guess, I know, if, but at the same time, you can't just, he can't just sit. Like he can't just sit. For if the he year. needs surgery, but we, then he can just sit. I know. But if he needs surgery, but he can play through it, like, He's got to play through it. Like he's got. He's done it before. I'm he's kind done, of. If get, but if you get the. But if you get the right guy, if you <laughs> get the right guy at the deadline, then it should make his job that much easier. It should make it easier. Like yeah. you don't have to. You don't have to punt on the year, Elliot. You well, that's a good have... point by you. Like, so if you go and get a Levine or LeBron or Jimmy or Murray, then Embiid does doesn't Levine have to come. Ending, how does he keep ending up in that? How well, because he he's keep... the ultimate guy. Although honestly, <laughs> he... Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler might be the ultimate guy now. Like, we'll just completely sidetrack. I think trading for Jimmy, if if it, let's just assume Embiid's fine and he's going to play, which is a, obviously a big if. But Jimmy would be perfect on this team. Him, Maxi, and Embiid. Like, I think Jimmy obviously playoff Jimmy. He knows Embiid. They have it's like the one player in the league that we know Embiid has a great relationship with. Um, I think he compliments Maxi well. Like, I would be so in on a Jimmy Butler trade. Not to mention it kills the Heat which would be another additional bonus to the trade. So, um, and and this is for anyone out here listening, or yourself, Elliot, if you would like yes. to start the campaign, but there is just a perfect, and I mean perfect, hashtag slash campaign for Jimmy Butler, and it's called Gimme Jimmy. It's so good. I heard you say it on the air. I wanted to let you drop it, but it's it's so good. Have you tweeted <laughs> it yet? No, no. Okay. It's like, because so this I might am, have to be a clap your hands tweet. I am stuck in a in a conundrum, right? Because on one hand, I see the LeBron thing right in front of me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where two firsts, Toby, and I can get LeBron here. Did you did you put a poll out there on that? I did put a poll out there on that. You yes. did put a poll out there. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Not that I've gotten. Not, not I was going to say strong backlash to any polls that I've put out. Yeah. There. Have you put out any other polls? Yeah. It feels like you've been. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've been yeah. laying low. Laying Fun low. times. Um. Yeah, so I did, I did put a ball out there, and yeah. uh, and 
people once again you know not not the nicest well it's just it just shows the fact that you could say would you trade toby and two ones for lebron and people are like screw you there's just no winning right now there's no winning and by the way yes was yes won the twitter poll by the way of course of course it did yeah and i'm sure the majority Um, of callers would do it so so there's the lebron thing that's staring me in the face Mm -hmm. jimmy butler 100 percent. like just the idea of getting jimmy back here um righting the wrong you know, right the wrong yeah. of, of the Ben thing. Um, and then, all right. I know, I know he's probably cooked. I know it. And and, and shame on me because I've watched him and I've lost a lot of money on him. But you want to talk about a guy who's been there and, and, and oh knows, how to get, knows how to the get Look in your job. eyes right now. People need to go back to YouTube and watch this like, the way you said a guy that's been there it was like angels in the outfield or something like that like it was like absurd go ahead guy that's been there yeah knows what it takes to get the job done top five shooter of all time mm. i'm still thinking about clay i'm, <laughs> oh I'm just saying man I, uh, look if, I, it, if they blow it up and they're what they're four games under 500 right now i think they're like the 10 seed in the west yeah, it, it, this would be way more contingent on Embiid being healthy because Embiid, Clay, and Maxi, like Embiid and Clay, would play perfect off each other. Like thinking yep. about how Redick and him were. Um, I'm I'm still I'm 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 monitoring the the Clay situation. I'm not. What ready would you trade for Clay? Uh, like he's a free was, agent too, by the way. He is a free agent. He is a free agent. I mean, obviously, probably a one and Toby and whatever Toby or were. one and Marcus Morris or whatever. <laughs> sure. Or, yeah. I mean, it probably cost, or man, my money. I hope it wouldn't cost two ones. Bobby Marks, Bobby Marks, a former Nets GM, threw out two ones for him. Um, which well, I wonder nice. if they have a bad contract. Like, what's Wiggins on or Chris Paul or something? Like, I wonder if you have to take back bad money with yeah, but, Clay. I mean, but how do you even make that work salary wise? Because Clay's like, I think Clay is around Toby's contract. So it would, it would have to be everything. Like, Toby, Marcus Morris, Covington for let's say like Wiggins and Clay, and then you maybe put one first round pick in there. Would yeah. you do that? Well, they 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 might want to. They uh, actually Wiggins is probably is worse than than Chris Paul because I think Chris Paul is only a one year deal. Um, oh yeah, you're right, it does. So yeah, I don't know. It's just like there's it's and and the Paul George thing I think is interesting too because Zach Lowe kind of threw out there he hasn't signed that extension yet. I think the Clippers mm-hmm. want him to sign that extension. And he keeps saying like the Sixers are, know that, like not yeah. saying they're like I, I just saying the Sixers know that he hasn't. So maybe there's something there. We know Maury's been what the second most active GM in in the sport since he since he took over, and especially uh, with stars. Like if you can acquire Paul George, you do it regardless of Embiid, in my opinion. Yes. And you take Paul George and Maxi, and then you have a chance to re-sign Paul George this off season. Yeah. Um, Although there is like some playoff stuff with Paul George that I'm like, hey. yeah. Well, look, I mean, it worked out well with Doc and Harden, and why not bring in? I mean, his nickname is Playoff P. I know he doesn't live up to it all the time, but his nickname is Playoff P. They're they're like there's a, I don't know I know you don't know who this is, okay. but there was a Thanks. there was a there was a pitcher a couple of years ago named, yeah, James, right, yeah. James, named James Shields, uh-huh. and dude, he was good in like 2008 in the postseason, and he got the nickname Big Game James. And then from that point on, he was like the worst big game pitcher. But they kept calling him it. And well, it was like there was the postseason where stick. Yeah, yeah, there was the postseason where playoff P was really bad, and it was used in like a condescending way. Like well, it was, it, it was mocking it, on Twitter. So you're right. I mean, he is someone with playoff failure. But regardless of Embiid, I would, I would acquire him. 
Um, man, you know, I've been thinking throughout this pod. It almost feels like we're doing the pod as if Embiid is done. Like yep. that's the feeling I have. It's just yep. waiting for it to happen. Well, it's it's not even. It's just a matter of how bad is it at this point. For yes. Me. Like, like if they, I would be, I would be downright shocked if tomorrow it's like, yeah, he'll be back. Then. He's gonna miss one game in Utah, and he'll, he'll be, be back on Saturday versus the Nets. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I just would be, and it sucks because it's like, I, I, again, like I can't believe we're here again. I can believe we're here again, but I can't believe mm. we're here again. It's like. This year felt so different, and and to have like Jonathan Kaminga land on his leg in a, a game that they were down by fourteen points, it's like of course, of course, because this is how it has to be every year for him. Right, so know, let me ask you false. this: like, let why me is ask it always, you. It's, it's always a freak injury? It's always yeah. a freak injury. Yeah, I mean, I think you could argue all injuries are freak, but so let, let, <laughs> Here we go. I'm just saying, like, what injury are you like? Well, that makes sense, but let me ask you this: if let's say tomorrow you find out and be needs surgery. Are you doing the deadline with Embiid's future in mind? Like, is there a world where if Embiid needs surgery and he's out the rest of the year, but you know next year he's going to be healthy, but like he's a, he'll be what, 31, 30 with bad, bad legs, bad, bad feet. Like he's someone that obviously is injury prone, clearly. Do you make the deal at the deadline thinking about what player compliments Maxi best or what player compliments Joel best? But I think the players that are available, they, they compliment both of them. You know they're yeah. already they're already thinking about moving Maxi off the ball. If you bring in Jimmy, you bring in LeBron, you bring in Paul George. Like they're, it's it's all complimentary to Maxi regardless. Like who are you bringing in that's that's taken away from Maxi? Like well, you- so like LeBron is more of a win now well, player. Of course. Well, no, I'm just saying like LeBron who, and Jimmy who, Butler who, who are win now players. That, but who are you trading for that's not a win now player? That's Murray. Like grow with. The- Sure, I guess Murray's a combination. Time. Murray's win now, and he's young. But like, I think with Murray, you then look and go, are Maxi and Murray the like future of this team? And Joel, when he comes oh, back, is obviously a great horrible. player. Does it? I don't. I mean, I guess it's I mean, a it's like a different version of Trey and Murray. But yes, it's a different version. Yeah, that's true. Dejounte is probably the the point guard. He like yeah. plays the ball more versus Trey Young. Um, well, they would like, still yeah. have Embiid, but I mean, Embiid becomes like a second fiddle in a way. Well. What you have to do is you, like, to, I think the the a mistake would be continuing to bank on Embiid. Yes, that's like, what I mean. It, yeah. And it, if he's there, he's there. You have to wonder how healthy he is when he's there. Um, you know, I, like to to continue to to do this. You know, like Joe Banner once said, the definition of insanity <laughs> is doing the same thing yes. over and over again. You, you just, it's unfortunate. You just cannot. It's it's like he's there, but you can't worry about building your team always around Joel and B. You kind of just got to go do it and mm-hmm. and hope he's there. So I have a media thought on all this. Do you have anything else on the trade? No. Okay. So the report that Joel played in the game because of the backlash from media and fans. If that is the case, and who knows if that's the case, it probably means like a few people told. I believe it was Sam Amick. It's Sam Amick that reported this. Mm-hmm. A few people told him that. Like, it doesn't mean it's the whole organization. But if that is the case, like, that is incredibly disappointing on so many levels. A, it's incredibly disappointing that the team, like, thought this and still allowed him to play. Like, that's ridiculous. And I, I am somebody that checks my Twitter mentions. And it, there are certainly days where it impacts me. Like, if I'm coming in to do a pod or the radio, I think about what people say on Twitter. And there are definitely days where it impacts me. 
But Joel, man, like you can't make decisions based off that. I respect if you went out there and you wanted to play because a team had lost a few in a row and you wanted to get out, like that's one thing. But if he really played last night because of the fans and the media, that's very disappointing. And I'm not going to say it's more on him than the media and the fans, but the fans and the media are always going to have opinions on things. Like it's always going to be the case. You're never going to please them. Like we just talked about it. And if he just played because of that, like that, I'm very disappointed in Joel for that more so yeah, than it's, mad it's at people for being mad at him. But it's almost like he wants to prove him wrong. You know what I mean? Like he, he wants to prove them wrong and be like, you're not going to, you're not going to, that's win. just never going to happen. I know. I know, but it's hard. I mean, it's, it's yeah. a really hard thing to do. It's a hard thing. I like, agree. I, it's hard. I, I, it's, I think, I think there's a disconnect, right? Where the old people, older people hear that and, and they're like, Oh, you, you got to block it out. And then there's you and me and other people that, uh, you know, are, are online and Joel's mm-hmm. definitely online Very. where it's like, we're like, no, like, screw that like i'll go out there and play so but we know we should block it out i know and and i think he does block it out but it it might not even be twitter i mean if you i mean it could be espn it could be yeah yeah i mean he had his coach asked about his character right like kendrick perkins yeah like i you're right you're right so so like if 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 a guy is saying you know, is this a, a testament to Joel's character? By the way, Jokic not playing in, in OKC. <laughs> I know. Duck and um, Chet. <laughs> to duck in that team. The Chet flu. Um, you know, the classic. Who, who doesn't yeah. have that? I just, exactly. I, I, I sort of get it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just sort of get it. And and sure, like, do you want him to not pay attention? Of course. But he's also, he's a, a, a younger athlete. And this is yeah. kind of how it is. And he's always been online. Like he's, he's always been online. My bigger thing. And I talked about on the, on the air today is like, I just think it's so dumb to have the arbitrary 65 game thing. I agree. Either, with that. either like a part of your criteria as a voter for this stuff is you have to play a certain amount of games. That's fine. That's your decision. I don't like that. It's like, the NBA is making that be your decision and stuff like that. Like let voters have their own criteria. And if it takes them out of the MVP, it takes them out of the MVP. But I do believe that a portion of why he played last night is I have to have a certain amount of games for the MVP. I feel pretty good. Now you could have the contrary argument of, should he be thinking about the MVP? Should, is that a, a you faulty, know that. is that faulty? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also like it's it's right there for him. I don't I don't know how you I don't know how you tell him to not go for it. You know yeah. I think and and this is this is probably the most selterish thing that I've I've said on this podcast. But athletes are human beings, and these guys oh are there it is. Beings. I know I know. Yeah, but it's, it's true. true. It's another true. celtic it's thing. Cliches are cliches for a reason. Yeah. Uh, sure. Is, is, did he take that from Jalen or or no? <laughs> no? I don't think he did. He's been saying that since before Jalen. Okay. Um, but like if you're Joel Embiid and the MVP is sitting right there and like, you know, you can only miss a certain amount of games and he just sat in Portland probably Mm -hmm. to make Saturday look a little, uh, uh, more legit. I I feel like I would do the same thing. You know what I mean? Like if I was in Joel, I can't be like, Oh no, I should only be thinking about the postseason. I I don't think that's how the, I don't think that's how athletes work. I a hundred percent agree. You know how I feel about the MVP. I think shaming people for caring about the MVP is dumb. Uh, like every- this is this is bad. I set you up for a soapbox. Yeah, box everybody in their own profession would would very much like prioritize multiple things. Like obviously, and guess what? Like all these people tweeting, like 
winning is what matters most. Like, duh, duh. We all know winning is what matters most. But that doesn't mean along the way other things don't matter. And if Joel cares about the MVP, then he sh- then yes, like I'm fine with that. Like we talk about Jokic as two MVPs. We talk about Giannis as two MVPs. You, uh, uh, um, MVPs are used to decide who goes into the Hall of Fame. Like I, I think I'm fine with I am fine with Joel prioritizing that. To your point about the 65 game rule, I think it's incredibly dumb. Like if we are going to vote, M- MVP is a subjective thing. If it's not going to be fully subjective, then just make it whoever averages the most combined points, rebounds, and assists. And that's the MVP of the league. If we're going to put like criteria on it, where we're going to take away people's ability to be subjective, then just decide it that way. Like, I think it's unfair to players where they feel like they have to force it. If someone misses 30 plus games, they're not going to win MVP. Like we're talking about a difference of five games here where maybe if you're at like 62 and someone else that's really close to you is at 68, maybe that sways things, but let the voters decide. I, I, I 100% agree. I don't think it should be a rule. I think it's dumb, and I think it's going to end up getting players hurt. And maybe if, maybe is this one of the reasons why Joel got hurt? Maybe. And if it is, that's incredibly unfortunate. But I agree. I think it's a dumb rule. Well, and I, and I think it's 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 so the NBA just trying to cover them cover for themselves. Like yeah. it, there were there were things that things that I believe they care more about than player safety. One dollars and you know making money through TV contracts. Yes. You know, like the TV contracts are basically like, hey, what the hell? Like, you got to have these guys. None of playing. these guys are playing. None of these guys are playing. Like, they have to get out there and do that. So they're they're worried about that. And obviously, you know, and I I feel bad for the, the fans that do pay to, to go down there and see players and they don't show up. But, like, I, I just don't know. I don't know how. I don't know what they're supposed to do. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what they're supposed to do. If a guy's hurt, the guy's hurt. I I feel like we haven't the, – the load management thing is kind of calmed down a, a little yeah. bit. And, and like, listen, if it comes down to whether or not an owner wants to pay guys or, you know, all NBA, all like, the 65-game thing, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like I think it'll be gone next year. I think this is the only year it'll be here. Well, sick. It, it might have gotten Joel Embiid hurt. I agree. That makes it so, even worse. Yeah. And, and, and I feel like I feel like it just – it affects him, I feel like, way more than any other player. Like mm-hmm. he's the seven foot two guy. He's the one that's running up and down the court. He's the one that. It's a good point. Plays like you know is diving for loose balls and whatever, and 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 really goes after it. So like I feel like it just it, it always affects Embiid more than any other player. Like Kawhi was just sitting out, you know, because of the load management thing. He mm-hmm. probably could have played and pushed it, and and I think Kawhi is a major reason why this 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 exists but like Embiid, i feel like just gets penalized by it so many more so much more than than other nba players i i agree and i hadn't thought about from that perspective it is a it is a fair one an interesting point it does impact larger players more like it just does like it's harder for joel to play 82 games than it is for trey young like it's harder for joel to play the 65 games than it's going to be for tyrese Maxey, just because of his size and how hard it is on him physically so you put him in a situation where like, should he die for loose balls? Like, you know, you know, like, should he play his game differently, knowing that if he gets under 65 games, he he can't make all, all NBA. He can't be MVP. And all NBA, like, that impacts his salary. Like, mm-hmm. that impacts, like, what his max contract could be. So I think it's I think it's a really good point. And the, the rule is very dumb, like, for sure. The rule is very dumb. And it's just so frustrating that, of course, Joel is the player that's becoming, like, the poster child of it. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's thanks. And I, just, I hope tomorrow we get good news. 
again, like I think I'm, I think I'm rooting for, I think I'm rooting for. He's getting, he's getting his knee scoped, and you know he'll be 100 percent healthy for the playoffs, but he's going to miss three weeks. The interesting part about that is, okay, the Sixers are the five seed right now. Like, are they going to end the year as a seven seed? Oh, so this is my last thought I had. If they're not the top two seed, I don't really care. Like, if you're not going to get game seven at home versus Boston or Milwaukee, like, I'm not afraid of going to New York for game seven. I'm not afraid of going to, you know, whoever ends up five, six, seven. Like, I I think to a certain point, if you don't think you're going to be a top two seed, you have to kind of stop worrying about it and just prioritize being healthy for the playoffs. Are you going to, when are you going to give me an ounce of credit, just an ounce of credit for, for the next thing? Like, I, yeah, you, you deserve credit for the Knicks. I agree. <laughs> I agree. You deserve credit. I, I slept I, on I, them. I don't think they've lost since Spike announced he was leaving. So. I did. I did hear that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the anti Rod. Like, Rod comes here and the teams all start winning. Spike comes here. The Eagles collapse. Like, it just, yeah. No, I will say, I will say, in Spike's defense, uh, again, I'm not sure if he hosts uh, a Sixers pod, but yeah. Um, like, He's probably in watching. His, in his defense, um, you know, he was able to get the job done. You know, in 2017, he it's a good he point. Got he he, he got it across the line. Yeah, true. Rod has not shown the ability to do that. Yeah, Rod, Rod is Rod has been a poster child for close, but not closer, not good the enough. The Buffalo Bills of uh of, of, uh, of radio managers. directors. Yeah, yeah program directors. That's, that's probably probably fair. Um, but either way, uh, just hoping for the best tomorrow. And um, look, we'll be I at just, McGurk's either way. We'll be at McGurk's either way, $3.75 Coors Light uh, yes. in honor, maybe in... <laughs> we'll put him up for Joel. One way or the other, we will be thinking and talking about Joel. Yeah, I don't know how locked in we'll be on Jazz Sixers, but yeah. um, either way, hoping for good news tomorrow. And, uh, you know, Groundhog's Day on Friday, very fitting that this is what we're talking about. So it's good to be yes. back. Good to really... I feel like we're, we're this is indoctrinating ourselves right yeah. into real Sixers podcasting, you know. Lore. Absolutely, absolutely. Lore is it is funny that like we're starting the Coors Light thing, which I'm super excited about. We're going to be going to a bunch of different bars, and like Joel might be out, but yeah. but I'm I'm hopeful that's not the case. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's what it is. Just it is what day. it is. Um, either way, come hang out tomorrow at McGurk's. Uh, Elliot and I will be there 7:30 on, hanging out, and uh, we'll we'll have some Coors Light. Talk some Sixers. Talk some Eagles. You know, you know. Uh, <laughs> don't don't bring up AJ Brown. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll talk polls. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Hypotheticals, no rumors. Yeah, exactly. yeah. No hypotheticals. Let me. All right. Let me. One last thing. Okay. If we can't have fun with sports hypotheticals, like what are we doing, guys? I like it was a hypothetical. That. We're just having fun. Like it's. Yeah. No. Not allowed. Yesterday Love I learned. Money. Last year I learned, there it is. That's the line. That's, <laughs> that's the, the one. The Patrick Sert- something tells me you won't be bringing up the Patrick Sertain trade. It will be really funny if they trade it for Patrick Sertain. If they trade have- AJ Brown for Patrick Sertain, I think like you get the studio named after you or something well, like hold that. Hold on, man. Final point on this. Final okay. point on this. Um, so sometimes you got to have a feel, right? Yeah. I nailed the Belichick thing. Like nailed Belichick. Nailed LeBron, you know. Yeah. Like about yeah, your, your de- definition of nailed is a little loose, but AJ's answers certainly feel like smoke to fire. You might have yeah, set the fire without knowing, but the smoke is certainly uh, is, is there. Yeah, not great. 
Um, but yeah. either way, we can discuss it all tomorrow. And if you want to see Elliot and I talk about Bill Belichick. Uh, yeah, we- Jack, say what else he was correct about. We'll be doing that yep. from 7.30 on at McGurk's. Well, listen, if you can't pat yourself on the back, who can? You know. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, for Jack Chris, for Elliot Bernard, this has been another episode.